Hello, people. Today, we are going to be talking about popular opinions, unpopular opinions on the current events going on in the world right now. And today, I have Isaac with me. Hello, everybody. (laughs) He just said hi to no one. (laughs) Again, because no one's listening. Uh, uh. I said hi to everybody. Okay. Anyway, recently we've been, well not recently, but we have a tendency to debate a lot, so we decided it would be good to make a podcast, since we do nothing other than that. True. So, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about our takes on the protesting and the rioting and the whole Black Lives Matter disclaimer. Everyone is allowed to have their own opinions, so please keep the mean comments to yourselves and keep an open mind. So, (laughs) (laughs) do you want to take first swing at this? No, I was telling you to go first. Fine. Well, as I stated before we started the podcast, I honestly don't see it as a race thing. I don't see it as white people are killing black people, black people are killing Asian. I don't see it as that. I see it as just people killing people. The whole George Floyd situation wasn't uh, white cops killing a black cop. That may be what it seems, but to me it's just a waste of life. It's an absolute waste of life that shouldn't have happened. I agree, but it quite literally was a white cop that killed a black cop. They worked together for 17 years. (laughs) I am aware that it was a white cop that killed a black person, but that's not my point. No, you just said it's not a white cop that killed a black cop. That is not what I said. I said it's not that way. Like, that's not the way I see it. The way that I see it is it's a person killing a person. A waste of life. A disgusting waste of life that could have had more potential for the world. I understand that. But, again, as I mentioned earlier, at the same time, these specific situations, these specific occurrences happen most commonly amongst the African-American um group of people which makes it a race thing but that's only because african-american people have a history of being more aggressive well i mean it's not well for example malcolm x and martin luther king yeah but they had a reason hold on hold on martin luther king had a peaceful protest but all of a sudden it turned violent malcolm x malcolm x turned straight to the violence Violence is a language of unlistened to people, unheard people. Sometimes violence is the only option. Think about it this way. You have a misbehaving child. You're telling them to stop. They don't listen. You tell them to stop again. They don't listen. You give them a warning. They don't listen. You put them in timeout. They're still acting up. What's the next move? You hit them. But at the same time, all parents teach kids from birth. Well, let me rephrase that. Most parents teach kids from birth that violence is not the answer to many things. That is true, but... So, by saying violence sometimes is the answer of unheard people, unlistened to people, that's contradicting what many people were raised to believe. That's true, but again, the whole thing with being raised with certain beliefs, as you, you know, get around the age of your teens and 20s, you start to... Form your own thoughts and opinions, even though you were raised in a specific way. Like me personally, you know, 
I was raised to hit someone if they hit me first, which I do on occasion, but now that I'm a little bit older, um, it's a little bit situational for me, you know, sometimes I think, oh, well, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to hit this person. That's the same for me, but my thing is, it's just, how can I word this? It just doesn't make sense to me that people are going to get all riled up and turn to violence. Like, I know initially wasn't violence, but everyone needs to remember the kind of situation that the world is in right now. See, though, the thing is, the virus is only short-term, but the issues that African-American people face... Yes, potentially short-term, but the issues that African-Americans have been facing for a long time is seemingly not too short-term, and the the whole act of violence isn't even from the protesters (laughs) to begin with. As I mentioned um, the other day... Yes, you did mention that the other day. However, it is pretty easy to just say that it's an undercover cop when it could easily be... Well, no, there's actual evidence. There's actual evidence that they're undercover cops. And as many law enforcement people can tell you, whether they're lawyers, judges, or anything, evidence is circumstantial at best. O.J. Simpson, let's take his famous case, the first trial, I should say. The glove didn't fit his hand. That was circumstantial evidence because everybody knew that he did it. But the glove didn't fit his hand, so he got a full acquittal of his charges. See, though, with that and this, is that, um, have, actually, you don't have Twitter, so you haven't seen it, but. Yeah, well, I have a Twitter, I just don't go on. There's videos circulating of the undercover cop with a bat, you know, breaking windows, encouraging people to start rioting and stuff, which, again, you know, people shouldn't have rioted, but. When someone encourages you to do something, most likely, take it for example, right? Let's say, um, okay, let's say we're in, I don't know, we're in a line to go to a store and people just start walking into the store, just going around the line and walking in. Soon after, more and more people are just going to start, oh, okay, well, that person went in and did it. I guess it's okay if I can do it too, you know? So sort of kind of like, a domino effect in a way but then that's where common sense comes in if you know deep down that it's wrong okay i see one person breaking a window they shouldn't be doing that i want to but i can't because there will be serious consequences if i do why would you let your primal urge and instincts take over and immediately rush in and start rioting and also as i said evidence is circumstantial at best there is no, just because people say that it's an undercover cop, there's no physical evidence. Yes, there is. There's videos of him, and there's, there's videos, and his ex-wife had verified that it is him. She's verified it because he, he was wearing her face mask thingy. Mm. So there's evidence that it was definitely him and um, a few other cops. And back to what you were saying earlier, you could put that same circumstance on the cop who killed George Floyd. You know, he didn't... He didn't have to do that at all, but yet he did it anyway, you know? It wasn't intentional. I highly doubt that they meant that, to that kill That wasn't him. intentional? I highly doubt that they meant to kill the man. They dragged him out of the car. 
he was participating in the arrest again. He put his hand behind his back and everything. And then he intentionally put his knee on the man's throat. Now, is I, I'd understand... It's not on the man's throat if he's face down. The throat is in between the chin and the neck, breastplate. Neck, throat, he's so suffocated. But what I'm saying is... I understand maybe if he accidentally knelt over and then got up real quick, but there's no way you can accidentally put your knee on someone's neck for eight minutes while they're saying, I can't breathe, please get up, I can't breathe, help, help, help. There's no way that's an accident. Because if you hear someone telling you, oh, hey, I'm hurt, I, like, stop doing this, then what would you do? You would stop, right? True. He was very loud with it, too. There's a vi- I seen a video of it, um, I seen a video of it happening. However, but and this got- person okay, was a good distance away from, you know, they were, like, not extremely far, but really far. And it was very, very audible. Help, help, I can't breathe. Please stop, I can't breathe. But at that same time, it's not just the officer's fault. If Tim, or, yeah, not Timothy. If George knew that he was, was losing his ability to breathe, he could have reserved his oxygen rather than screaming, I can't breathe. In any situation, if you're drowning in the middle of the ocean... And you see a boat, you're not going to sit there and scream, help! If you don't know how to swim, you're not going to sit there and scream, help. Okay, but You're going to try to find time, other ways to get the boat's attention. At the same time, though, he knew he heard him. Reserving your oxygen or not, he was going to die. That man was on his throat for almost t- 10 minutes. Is, 10 minutes can be a long time, depending on the circumstance. 5 minutes could be a long time. So that man was on his neck for 8 minutes straight. Even if he was to conserve his oxygen, he clearly wasn't going to stop until he was dead. Conserve your oxygen or not, regardless, he was going to die. But he would have lasted a lot longer had he been conserving his oxygen. And what would that would have done? What was that going to do for him? I don't know. And I guess now we never will know. (laughs) However, there is a possibility that someone could have contacted higher authorities... See, though, the thing because is... Because higher authorities do exist than just police officers. Yeah, but the thing is, not many people know that. Because, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you would call 911. But when nine, you know, when the police are the people doing this, then who do you call? Like, like you know, what is the number for these higher authorities? Because not many people know about it. You call the 911 dispatch, and you report it to them. And they will alert the higher officers. Those officers who had their knees, knee on George, yeah, who had their knees on George, would have been punished by those higher officers. I get it; they lost their jobs. But had people alerted the higher up officers oh, earlier, actually he was um sent. He was convicted of third degree murder, which I feel like it should have been first. I mean, first or second degree. It, I think it could have been premeditated because again, they worked together for seventeen years. You know this person. I, I, I'm not saying that they were friends with anything, but you know this person. Y'all worked together for 17 years. But the th- it can't necessarily be premeditated murder because he didn't know, okay, so George is going to go to this bank. I'm going to get the squad. We're going to pull up, drag him out of... That's like, true. Things could seem, like I said, circumstantial at best. It could seem that it was premeditated, but just because he knew him for 17 years doesn't mean that it's going to be premeditated. At the same time, though, he was able to recognize him and know that it was him. So the fact that he still did that is a little bit suspicious. 
you know? And on top of that, I still don't know what the purpose of the different degrees of murder is. I know first degree um, is like... First degree, I believe You is, absolutely did it, 100%. Well, no, first well, degree is that. more like like they were planning to do it. Third degree is accidental. So, like, let's say... So, what's second... Oh, second degree would be association. Yeah, that too, I think. So, like, let's say you're on a boardwalk, right? And there's, like, a little bonfire down by the sand. And, and you're, you, like, roller skating. You bump into someone. And, and they then, burn alive. Yeah, like, that's um, third I, degree. I, I love how I said that so calmly. <laughs> you said, oh, yeah, they died. Cool. But, yeah. But my thing is, there's no way of knowing whether it was first degree or not. I get it. He had his knee on George's neck for a long period of time. Well, I mean, making it seem very... What's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's definitely not third Very degree. This is like I don't think it was third degree either. Cause you so, you can't accidentally just stay on this man's necks while he's sitting here. Hey, I can't breathe. Can you get up? But the thing is, you don't want to. What's the word I'm looking for? Over sentence somebody for a crime that they committed, but you also don't want to under sentence somebody for a crime they committed. It's true. The third but de- so the third degree charge was a bit too. It's too light, in my opinion. Light, like, but, it was not accidental. But a first-degree murder charge also would have been too heavy. A second-degree murder charge, that's fine. But then I, I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and on Facebook, and I saw a lot of people saying that um, since it was a murder, they should give him the death sentence. The death sentence has been outlawed. Like, I get it. They give a lot of people the death sentence, but what we don't know is that those are death row inmates, not just standard prisoners. They're getting the death sentence because it's... For, it's a part. It's par for the course. They're on death row. They're supposed to die. The death sentence has been outlawed in the U.S. Well, most of the states in the U.S. because murder is deemed illegal. Death sentence still counts as murder. They get the life sentence. They will die in prison. Yeah. See, though, the thing with that is, is that again, bringing race back into it. If an African American man was to do the same thing. This isn't even, like, questionable. He would definitely get more time. For what reason, I don't know why, but he would get more time. There are... There's evidence that shows these sorts of things. There's black men who only, you know, I, I guess, stole some mail. And then they're in jail for, like, 25 years while this, you know, Caucasian man shoots up a school and he's only in jail for five years. So, that's definitely evident that... Not... Well... Again, I'm not trying to make it seem like it's always a race thing, but that's definitely what happens. I mean, you kind of most did of the literally time. just say yeah, I know. race back into it. But you, that same argument can't really be counted because at the same time, a lot of black people, when they go to court, they don't have any lawyer friends to turn to. So if they don't know what kind of lawyer to turn to, they will either turn to one of two things, a public defender or they will be appointed a lawyer in the court. The court system is very shady. White people who do this will do the same thing and they will get appointed. Excuse my language, but they will get everybody who waits for the court to assign them a lawyer. They will get very shitty lawyers. It is true. That's why it's better to either go for a public defender or take. I'm not advising anyone to do this, but if you ever get taken to court, take the highest paying lawyer in the books and then just take the loan out on your on something well as long as you pay it back you will be fine but you just need to worry about yourself at that specific moment well this kind of verifies the whole making it a race thing again because 
It is very commonly known that African-American people mainly live in low-income homes. Like, you know, like you and I, normal everyday people who just, you know, this is our lifestyle. We can't, we can't afford those types of things. And they know that we can't afford those types of things. So our only option is public defender or whatever garbage band that they pick that will definitely get us a whole bunch of time for no reason. But see, using that same logic, it's not a race thing because... White people that richer white people call quote unquote trailer park trash also come from low income homes. They get sentenced to the same amount of time. So it's not a race thing. It's probably more of an income thing where the higher percentage of, or the lower percentage, technically because less people have more money, which mm -hmm. confuses me sometimes, but the lower percentage of people get in prison because they have more money. Whereas the majority of us, who don't have that much money and can't really pay to get properly defended are stuck getting imprisoned. It's not a race thing. Which I it's feel like more though, of an income thing. I feel like we don't have that money because well, I'm not trying to say it's a race thing, but as I mentioned earlier Again, it it really seems <laughs> that way. As I mentioned earlier, just a few years ago, it was made illegal for women of color to wear their natural hair. Which means that women of color are being fired and Probably, like, not, like, I wouldn't say pay less. Should they pay you less if you have, like, crazy-looking hair? No, they can't. Or just fired and stuff just for having their own natural hair, which was illegal to do, which is a little bit weird. It is weird, but you got to remember, the world is run by older, whiter men. Oppressors. And the way that, huh? Oppressors. Not necessarily oppressors, but the way that they were raised is that they were raised a certain way. What's the word I'm looking for? Not racist, but... Oh, my God. There's a word for it, but I'm just going to describe it. Conservative? Genevolvic? Um, no. Conservative, maybe, but... Basically, the way that they were taught is that certain things are good and certain things are bad. They obviously, for example, were taught... Women belong in the kitchen. Well, actually... Hold, um, hold on, let me finish real quick. Okay. Women belong in the kitchen. Men belong working. Um, excuse me. Lighter skin, blue hair, blonde hair... or uh, Blue eyes, blonde hair is beautiful. Anything else is disgusting. Obviously, they're going to be taught that. So, they're going to think that have a black woman having natural hair, which has been depicted in many places as uncontrollable is going to be depicted, or is going to be deemed unprofessional in the workplace. Well... As unfair as it may be, that unfortunately is reality. At some point in history, it was actually made illegal to wear our natural hair because, um... I forgot what time period this was. This was, like, close to slavery being abolished. Just I think be, it was a little bit after slavery being abolished. Yeah, it had to be a little bit after that. The and reason that was was because... I was going to explain oh, sorry, go ahead, that. Go ahead, my apologies. What I've found and read and seen was because <laughs> jealousy I, I read that you know after because again we still always have to try and fit into the whole thing so we would like you know do our hair at the uh, in the same styles that were popular at the time and white women were I guess felt intimidated by that and were jealous by it so, they had us wear scarves all the time, 
And then after that, they're like, oh, yeah, you can't wear it natural hair, which is why scarves is also a big part of black culture, because not, well, I can go more into that later, because, you know, it goes back to African countries and Jamaica, and this is sad, the third. But even from slavery, scarves are a big part of the culture to begin with, and that is why, that like, that's why I say that, because it's been illegal for so long, and it's just, like, sad that. Je- what was it like 2016 2015 2014 I don't know. you want to look it up no i didn't look it up i remember this happening i remember seeing on the news i don't follow the news that often i remember seeing on the news that it <laughs> that is now legal to wear your natural hair because girls maybe around my age or Naya's age um they were being bullied and stuff for having their natural hair out and saying oh you can't do that Blah, 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 and, like, cutting their hair and stuff. So that's why I say that. Now, while I don't agree with that, it does go back to what I said. Black hair has always been depicted as nappy, dirty, and generally unprofessional. Which is dumb. That is why it was made illegal shortly after slavery that black people can't wear their natural hair because... Not nec- I don't want to necessarily say that the slaves were dirty, but obviously they weren't able to practice good hygiene, so their hair would... Well, where did you get that idea from? Because I literally read from history that it was mainly just jealousy. Because there are, there are actually a lot, even after slavery, there are a lot of African-American people who were financially stable and able to have their life, you know, able to have a normal life at that time period. So... You know, again, they did their hair very gloriously, not gloriously, but in the same style to try and, like, you know, fit in. So not really because they were deemed dirty, disgusting, nappy, unmanageable. Because even today, but even, even people of color, do? like, I would say Doja Cat, but we're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic for another episode. Even, you know, even in today's walking day in life, it is still unmanageable, nappy, you know, I mean, I was, natural hair isn't necessarily a movement, it's just the specific way to tend to our type of hair, which is why it's like spiking, because now people are like, oh yeah, it's not even, what, girl, I I understand where you're coming from, where you say jealousy, and that you've read it, but it's easy for somebody to say it's jealousy. Well... It's easy. No, and I'm talking about for both parties. Jealousy is. There are a lot of emotions that the human brain can't really understand. You just hit me. I'm sorry. There, there are a lot of emotions that the human brain really can't recognize. So we just tie it closest to what we are familiar with. Most of those emotions that we feel aren't always going to be what we say it is. You could say that you feel jealous when in reality you are intimidated. But your brain can't really process that you're intimidated. Oh, I said that. I know. I said intimidation and jealousy. No, you said jealousy. No, I also said intimidation. But then you switched to jealousy, is what I'm saying. Well, I meant both. And obviously, they're going to feel intimidated in the presence of... I guess a new type of woman, in a sense. Because, again, African Americans back in the day were not deemed as people for a long time. And now, suddenly, they're like, oh, hey, look, these guys are people, too. And it's like, wow, I finally, I have a competitor now. So, I guess that makes sense, in a sense. But exactly. It's still sad that just a few years ago, 
you know, oh yeah, you can wear your natural hair now, by the way, you know, which is why a lot of, um, which is why I'm going to jump to cultural appropriation real quick, (laughs) which is why the whole problem with cultural appropriation is occurring now, because people who aren't colored are like, oh, well, let me speak, people who aren't black are like, oh, why are you wearing straight hair, blah, 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 oh, this is our type of hair, when in reality, again, just a few years ago, it was made legal to wear your natural hair, therefore, we had to wear straight wigs to fit into the European standard, the European beauty standard, you know, so, (sighs) (laughs) however, to kind of jump back in time, but at the same time, keep things current, when it was made illegal to wear your natural hair, why didn't we just do, why didn't black people just do what we've always done and just protest, revolt? They did. They wore the script. Protesting, okay. When it comes to black culture and history, not every protest to revolt is going to be a direct protest to revolt. Their way of protesting to that was the scarves. Now, in black culture, scarves are very iconic in a sense because back to what I was saying earlier with Jamaica and Africa and stuff, you can tie your scarf in a specific way and that can mean that you're single, that can mean that you're married, it can mean that you're widowed, it can mean that you're anything. So their way of revolting was, okay, fine, I can't wear my natural hair. I'm going to style this scarf in a specific way and I will still be beautiful and glorious. But unfortunately, that's not really protesting or revolting. That is doing exactly what they want you to do. You are hiding your natural hair. It's not really a hiding. It's more like adjusting to the situation at hand. It's more like... So doing what they want you to do. Well, they wanted us to just hide our hair. They wanted us to feel... What's dehumanized like you know little dirty creatures but we took that and said okay fine how do you like this and they styled the scarves like it was their hair but that's still technically hiding your natural hair okay for now just hand them to me and i'll put them in the <laughs> yeah but it's just a different way of um i won't say protesting but a different way of like rebelling in a sense, that is where, um, that's actually where the whole bandana thing came from. Bananas aren't, um, bananas were made, uh, bananas were originally made in India, um, I forgot why, they were just made that way, and they were always commonly used as a flag of rebellion, which is why gangs and stuff have bandanas, because it's like, look, we're rebelling. So, it's, sort of kind of like a rebellious thing to do in a way you know because it's like if a person tells you okay it's for example right a person tells you oh hey you can't draw with da 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 and you're like okay well fine i'm still gonna make this glorious painting out of dirt you know it's a way to like show <laughs> it's a way to I just i don't think dirt could be that manageable to make <laughs> art You'd be surprised. If if anybody would like to prove me wrong, they can go ahead. I like to be proven wrong sometimes. It's just a way to, like, go, like, look, you can't, 
you can't stop me. You can't tear me down, you know? You can put as many regulations as you want on me, but I will always find a way to pull through and thrive to be my best self. So that's sort of kind of what it is. Like, I don't know the actual word for it. I know it's not like protest or like revolt, but that's what that is. It's not like, oh, embracing it. It's like, okay, but you still can't stop me from being, like, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't stop the culture. You can't stop the rhythm, the flow, I'm, the rhyme. I'm sorry. I understand, and I know I'm kind of hopping around from topic to topic here, but back to the topic of the protests that are going on, or the protest. I don't know if it's multiple or if it was just that one, but regardless, my multiple. point... Oh, okay, so it is multiple. To the protests. This is going to be a very unpopular opinion, be but... with that. I know. With all due respect, I'm entitled to my own opinion, and I honestly don't really care. Anyways... If the protests weren't happening, none of this would be happening. Like, I understand that George Floyd didn't deserve to die. It was, as I said, a disgusting waste of life. But don't have everybody go and get riled up about it. Because even if you're doing it, it doesn't matter, peacefully or violently, it's only going to lead to escalation. Well, see, the thing with that is, is that... It's not like everyone was like, oh, hey, come and riot with me because I feel like this is unfair. Everyone decided, everyone individually, hey, this is a right. Because, again, like you were saying, none of this would be happening without the rioting and stuff. But technically, these issues would still, the rioting would be happening right now, but it would happen further down the line. It was like, as I mentioned the other day, there's been 31 deaths Similar to George Floyd. You got Ahmad from jogging. Um, I don't I forgot the woman's name. Sitting in her house got shot. This other woman sitting in her house got shot. There's all these people within a small time frame who have died from the same similar kind of nonsense. So of course further down the line, yes, the ride is gonna happen. We're gonna have the same conversation regardless it was going to happen so it's not like people sat here like hmm yeah i think it's time to you know protest come on guys come riot with me i understand that but even after what happened with that riot i don't even know where it happened the one you were telling me about where the police brought out tear gas and they started shooting people with rubber bullets in minneapolis even after that riot where people should understand okay we could riot, but we shouldn't because that'll just lead to us getting hurt. There are still protests and riots going on today. Yes, because some things are worth getting hurt for. Like I was talking about earlier. Okay, people. I don't okay. want to fear my sons and daughters leaving the house and then someone knocking on my door like, Hey, I'm sorry, but your child is dead because of similar situations. That if all of the, like, you know, I understand, okay, you shouldn't be you know causing all this havoc but it's worth it like you said it's a waste of life we're sick of wasting lives for doing nothing at all. Okay, like you know i understand that but had this had been a white person having the same thing happen to him with black cops i bet you nobody would have batted an eye oh no everyone would have said something i highly doubt that no okay if you notice every time a person of color specifically a black person does something, it always ends up in the news, especially when it involves killing a white person. It definitely would have gotten lots of attention. Like you say, you don't watch the news, really. No. Or, like, you're not on Twitter, so you don't know. But the second... It's like... 
It's like being a perfect princess, in a way. You always have to stay composed, stand up straight. The second you break that form, that's it. Like, that, that is why we have the whole, oh, criminal, thug, this is that, and a third. Because the second one of us does something, that immediate second is everywhere. It's all over the news. Oh, da-da-da-da, da-da, like, you know? Exactly. And on top of that, oh, hold on. What do you mean exactly? You were just there saying we it wouldn't end up on... No, hold on. I'm using the second half where you said when it, when it ends up on the news that a black person did something horrible, that gives all black people a bad reputation. That's exactly what I was telling you the, the or not the other day, earlier, that our representation on the news, in movies, cartoons, and all of that, that directly impacts the way that the world sees us as people. For years, during slavery and after the abolishment, during segregation, we were depicted in minstrel shows as morons. They did blackface and they portrayed us as idiots. Well, yeah, Jim Crow. He was pretty much the original clown. Yeah. Then, what they... The cartoons decided to pick up on that. Literally. Um, Mary Melodies, that, that small group of Looney Tunes um, sections... They had a lot of cartoons where there were characters depicted from the times of slavery and they have been, they look very similar to a, basically a black-faced depiction of a black person. Why are they called minstrel shows? Uh, I, I forgot why, but that's kind of beside the point. <laughs> Our representation inside of media is what impacts negatively or impacts us positively or negatively well that's the same thing that's almost the same thing with other people it's not well okay see representation is going to impact everybody not only representation but common experience because you know just like a normal person we but we would bond over something that we have in common and let's say we both got pulled over by the super racist cop and it's like hmm wow that's that's crazy the cops are racist but see common experience isn't always going to be a good thing to use because like i told you the other day nowadays all cops have a bad reputation because of common experience a lot of black people get pull, pulled over by white cops they think all white cops are going to be bad i knew this white cop growing up he was a really cool guy he stood up for true justice. I feel there's like... He wasn't violent at all. I feel like there's like a lot of cops in Trenton though, which... It wasn't even in Trenton. Yeah, I know, but I'm was just when saying... I moved, this was when I lived in New York. You lived in New York? Yeah, a short period of time. You never told me you lived in New York. You never asked. You're supposed to tell me your life story. I'll tell you that <laughs> another day. But anyways... Um, I mean, honestly, we're really lucky to have the cops that we have here. Yeah. Because I feel like the cops here are, like, actually really good people. The protests going on here are at least going to be... If they're going to be disrupted, we know that they're not going to end up, like, in... What was it? Indianapolis? Minnesota? Minneapolis. I don't think Minneapolis is a place. Yes, it is. It doesn't sound... It just sounds like you're mixing up Minnesota and Indianapolis. No, it's mini, mini, mini. Mini, mini, Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. I highly doubt the protests that happen in places like ours where the cops... Even though they have... Because, like I said the other day, it's not 
like I, I still don't think it's a race thing. I think it's both a power and a people thing. Mm -hmm. Because people can get power. They could start in our position. Low income. They could be harassed by cops. You ain't got to call us out like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, but I get what you're saying. And I and understand. And then they could become rich and powerful and become a politician. Or they could become a... What's the word I'm looking for? A police officer. And if they're a police officer... That police officer, the power could, or politician, the power is going to go to their heads. They're going to start doing things that they said they weren't going to do. Well, see, um, when it comes to the whole, excuse me, when it comes to the whole, like, you know, again, getting pulled over thing, for me, at least me personally, like I've mentioned, I'm intimidated by men, period. <laughs> you could be black, you could be white, you could be I Asian. I still don't understand that. It's like, just, I, I, it's I, I understand, thing. but I don't understand. It's just a female thing. But you could be black, you could be white, you could be Asian, but any man is just intimidating to me. And I feel like it's just a natural person thing. Like, of course, a person is going to be intimidated by another person that they've never met before. Why? Because they're serial killers, psychopaths. These people could have ill intentions. They could be kidnapping you. So, of course, you're naturally going to be intimidated when you see another person... Especially another person who doesn't look like you, in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, of course there's a fear of that, which is why, which is why there's the whole, you know, I get what you're saying, when it's people versus people, but at the same time, like I mentioned, there is a pattern within specific roles within these types of people. So it's not, you know, it's not black people being afraid of a white cop pulling them over is black people being afraid of a cop pulling them over. Mm. It's the position that the person has. It's not a fear. It's more... But see, you using the intimidation factor, you gotta think about how intimidating it is for being a cop at times like these, in, in times of great stress overall, not even just now. Needing to pull somebody over. That's why a lot of cops, um, especially like older cops... They would tap the back of the car, eat like body, whether they have a body cam in their suit and all, they would tap the back of the car, one of the taillights, um, typically on the driver's side because that's where they're walking up to. They'll tap the back of the, they'll tap the taillight on the driver's side because they know that if something goes wrong, they, the officers will find out who, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, what happened by looking at the body cam footage, and then they could track the license plate number to find out where the person is, and then they'll dust off the car, see if the fingerprints are still there, and then see if those match up with the officer. So, you have to imagine how, but like I was saying, ah, ah, excuse me, you have to imagine how, how tough it is being a cop because A, you get a bad reputation no matter what kind of cop you are black, white. It's just being, you just get a bad reputation as a cop, especially in the black community. See, though, the thing is, you choose to be a cop. If you cannot handle those sorts of things, then you can't be a cop. If you are a cop that you have to always carry a gun with you at all times, then you should not be a cop. This is a job that you chose. This is a job that you picked. There's no but reason. See, the thing is, not all cops carry guns. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying for the ones who do, for their safety... Then you just it's shouldn't be a cop. Cops don't necessarily carry guns for safety. It's 
technically it's a part of the uniform when you're on the job, but most cops, especially cops around here, they don't carry their guns with them unless they're dealing with very serious things. Yeah, I know. Like if but... they see a car speeding past like three red lights, two stop signs, and they see blood on the back of the on the or on the hood of the car, they know something happened, I'm going to have my gun ready and chase after that car. Mm-hmm. Call in backup and in case something happened be ready but cops overall get a bad rep like yes they do some despicable things at times but every human does despicable things because every human has ulterior motives no matter what position you're in and also saying whether you can't handle the stress or not then you shouldn't be an officer is really disrespectful to a lot of other jobs where there are great stress for example being a chef every day that you're in the kitchen it's great stress and then saying if you can't handle the stress you basically that's basically saying you shouldn't be in the kitchen, but... Well, it's like, it's just... What I mean by that is, like, if you put yourself in a situation where you are 100% aware that you can't do it at all, like, like you know... That's like you being in a wheelchair, right? And... Trying to walk up the steps. Yes. <laughs> putting so- yourself in that situation where you know that you cannot do it at all. Okay, but see, the thing is, and this is something that most people don't seem to understand, not every day that you are, like, because I did research, because growing up, I wanted to be a cop. I wanted to make my cop friend proud. That's cute. Growing up, I, especially even now, because it's still one of my possible career choices. Oh, you want to be a cop? Ooh. It is not every day as an officer is going to be the same. One day you could have one person you have to chase down and find out that it's a drunk mom drunk driving with her son in the back seat. Yeah, I know, but I'm the saying... The next day you could be dealing with a murder case. The day after it could just be nothing. You're just sitting there staying... What I'm saying is, out. though, if you can't handle those types of situations, if you can't be under that type of pressure... Like, 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 I, like I'm not trying to say, oh, well, if you can't do this, this, that, and a third, well, then why are you doing... I understand the appeal, but I'm saying certain jobs have certain things that you should be able to do and handle. Okay, for example, the the military, for example, right? People go to the military and they want to opt out because it wasn't what they thought it was at all and they can't handle it. It's too much for them. They they don't have the heart to go and do that. That's what I mean. But see, here's the thing. Things like the military... And being an officer, there are physical, mental, and emotional requirements in order to do that. Yes, and you I go know. through all of these during your time at the academy. I don't think I would ever be able to be an officer because of my asthma. That's also why I won't be able to make it into the military. Another reason is But that's what I'm saying. Mental health. Hold on, let me finish. Obviously, if you have bad emotional states or your mental health is bad and you can't handle something like that. The, the people at the academy aren't going to pass you and say, oh, you are emotionally unstable, you have fits of rage, go be an officer. They're not going to do That's that. That's exactly gonna... what I'm saying, but sometimes stuff like that does happen. Like, but some of these cops are, like, actual, like, serial killers. Like, you need to look at these records. They just kill people I understand, for no reason. but you have to look back at where it first began. Like, you have, for the cops to have a record, you have to look at their first case, if you will. Most of the time, a cop has a criminal record of murders. It's nine times out of ten. I don't want to say it's accidental, but you don't expect to kill anybody. As an officer, even just holding the gun is nerve-wracking. You could shoot somebody in the hip 
and they'll die, and you'll know that it was your fault because you were the one who shot the bullet. That kind of thing can cause post-traumatic stress disorder, See, though, which the sad can thing cause, is... as I said, emotional distress and fits of rage. You could quit the job there, but then what are you going to do because you're too young? Like, let's say there was this cop at the age of 30 who did that, and then he decides to quit. You're, with your PTSD, you're not likely going to find a good job, so... And you're too young to get your retirement benefits, so there's no, not much you can you do. You can get your retirement benefits at 25. But my point is, if you've only been, like, the so youngest you know officer recorded is 24. You're only going to have about six years of retirement benefits. That's not going to keep you alive. $600. And if you have a family, if you, but if you have a family, that $600 is going to feel more like $60. They'll be good. They got that. Y'all. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, yeah, I get that. But, like, at the same time, not every facility is going to be non-corrupted. You know what I mean? Because there my, are some places that just hire people just because. True, but in my opinion, I, like I said earlier, every place has an ulterior... Every human being has an ulterior motive. Motive. Yeah. I don't every, You will. I, I'm will. pretty sure. Would it's my mean? philosophy that every human being has ulterior motives. And there was this... I think his name was Kant. He was a philosopher of sorts back in the day. Uh, I think it was him. I could be wrong. But he philosophized that... Philosophized? That's a weird word. Anyways, he thought that every human being has ulterior mo motives. And I think that too. Because... My nose hurts. Anyways, because you could easily get hired at a job as working at a candy store or working at Chuck E. Cheese. But you could also be a an unknown pedophile <laughs> and then you could like Hey there Georgie you wanna touch my lollipop? Hey there Georgie you wanna touch my boat? Like basically that. You could basically be a weird perverted perversion of William Afton from the Five Nights at Freddy stories. He lured kids at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza into a back room and killed them. But instead this at, like, our hypothetical situation would have this man doing other unspeakable acts without killing the child, leaving that child traumatized for life. Every person has ulterior mo motives that they are not going to hesitate to get. They will try to get it at any cost. See, though, that's the thing, and I feel like a lot of people are already deep into their whole ulterior motives and taking advantage of their roles as police and being in the military. Because you're but like, oh, yeah. That. Most civilians also have ulterior motives. Well, yeah, no, I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm saying... For example, these riots weren't really going on before the George Floyd thing. They were about to. They, they were about to, but they weren't. And my point being, the George Floyd thing... Well, I feel like I because after a while, everyone has a breaking point. Everything has a breaking point. George Floyd was the breaking point. He... Like I said, there's too many people in this short amount of time that we've been in 2020 that have died to very similar circumstances. And, like I mentioned earlier, you ha- I don't know. <laughs> when do you want to stop? 55 is a good time. Okay. We <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying earlier, though, everyone... Uh, well, not everyone, but... Okay, let's bring it back to, you know, Martin Luther King. They were marching for their rights and stuff like that, you know? Right. It's 
almost, it's not in the same fashion, not in the same mannerism, but it's the same thing. We're fighting for our children, for our brothers, our sisters, all of our family. We're fighting for everyone to be able to not experience things like that because it's entirely unfair. You know, a lot of people weren't even able to experience high school, prom, and stuff like that. True, but using that same kind of civil rights movement, Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma, eh, you, you get what I'm trying to say. Yes. Gandhi starved himself to get the British out of India. Everyone knows him for that. But not everybody knows that Gandhi was a dick before he did that. <laughs> he, star- he starved his wife, and when she got really sick and needed medicine, he kept the medicine away from her. But when he got the same sickness after she died, he took that same medicine that he kept from her. It's very easy for people... Well, it's pretty easy for people to step up into a position of heroism when the time comes. But you never know what they're going to be like behind closed doors. Well, yeah, that is true, which but... Which brings into my... Which brings back up ulterior motives. Well, yeah, I definitely understand that. I definitely get what you're saying. But... Again, everyone... Again, with your whole ulterior motives. Everyone, you know, has a secret dark side or whatnot. But... Mm-hmm. On the surface... I mean, there's nothing that we can do about these people secretly just wanting to set places on fire you know there's nothing we can do about that but it's sort of taken as like see this matters a lot because it's not i wouldn't say it's the first time because you know the black panthers had allies also white spanish everyone was like not everyone but a good amount of different people were with the black panthers supporting them and helping them Mm -hmm. so and since that, it's been a long time since there's been a mass amount of support towards the black community, towards these types of problems. Because, think about it this way, right? Like I said, it was a breaking point. People are sick of losing their family members to this. They're sick of seeing the videos of people that they know and love getting shot and killed. They're tired of seeing the articles. They're tired of hearing about it. It's very traumatizing. And I, I can understand where they're coming from. If I was in their position, I would have my breaking point too. You are but in their position. You're a black person. You should feel My thing is, I don't know any of those people. You don't like, have to know those if people. If it was my friends and my family, then eventually I would have my breaking point. But my point is, if you're going to protest, or if you're thinking about protesting at a time like this where everybody is on high alert, no matter who they are, don't do it. Like, I understand that you're upset. I understand that you are furious, but it's not going to help. Why? It's helped in the past, but nowadays, every human, well, almost every human alive is too stubborn to get change. They, they say they want change, but they're not willing to put the change in themselves. Which is why they're surviving protest. Hmm? Which is why they're surviving the protest. It's trying to force change in a sense but it's not going to work is my point you can riot all you want it's not going to change anything plenty of riots have happened in the recent years but none of them have worked we're still in the exact same position we were five years ago and that is why we continue to riot and we won't stop until things change yes riot a b c d will not work but maybe e will work maybe riot z will work maybe riot 957 will work that is why you continue to riot but then you're going to continue to riot and then people are going you're going to have people complaining 
It's just going to be an endless cycle. You're going to sit there and complain about Uriah not being successful, getting shot at with bullets, rubber or not. And then you're going to be out there rioting and protesting the next day, complaining. And then many more people. Yes. And it's just going to be an endless cycle. I would rather of death, complain. Violence, vengeance, and it's not going to work. Regardless, like, people are going to continue dying. It's not. I don't think you understand. The riot is supposed to. It's. Get our point and our message across. I understand that. No, but, it's supposed to force change to happen. They see the point, they see the message, they don't care. The it's to force it to happen. But at a time like this, and especially the way things have been going, the only change that's going to happen is going to be a mass extinction, a genocide. Okay. If things keep up like this. And people know that things are going to keep going like this. And these go- things are worth is, fighting for. That is why they continue going. It's worth fighting for, but it's not worth laying down multiple lives for. That's literally the military, though. That's how that works. Because the military is fighting for our lives. Yes, and we are fighting for our lives. No. People are fighting for our lives. There's a difference between laying your Cause life... Because it e- George Floyd could have easily been one of our family members and one of our children. They are fighting for our lives. They are making sure that, they, that these types of things do not happen anymore because it's ridiculous. I understand, but there's a difference between laying your lives down for your future, which is what protesters and rioters are doing versus what the military is doing which is laying your life down for the future of your country yes this what do you want this is the future of our country because the second the second the change start okay it's the okay let's bring slavery back into this right whatever happened for slavery to be abolished what i like okay martin luther king right the movement change happened for the future of the country. But you need to think about how lucky at a time they were. It'll they still were happen posi- though. But they were in a position where when they rioted, what, no matter what happened, they were going to be relatively fine, no matter what bumps and bruises. Plus, Martin Luther King's generation of black people, no offense to any black people nowadays, but they were a lot tougher. They went through way more struggles than we did. But the point is... The point is, nowadays, rioting is not going to get you anywhere. People are too stubborn to understand change needs to come, but people are also too stubborn to understand change will come in uh, in due time. It will happen. You just due need to time be is taking too many lives. But rushing it is going to wind up taking even more lives. You say that, but then in the future, the same thing happens to our son. And you're just going to sit here and do nothing about it? Nothing at all? Same thing happens to my family members, your family members, our children, their friends, our adult friends, and you're just not going to do anything about it at all? I'm going to do what I've been doing. Which is? Take care of my family. Even if my family just so happens... Oh, wait. What's that say? Oh, <laughs> We have five minutes left. Okay. Well, my point is, no matter what, I'm going to keep my family in mind. They're going to be the first ones on my mind. Even if one of my family members happens to be a victim, I'm going to keep the surviving members out of harm's way in memory of the one who I lost. So keeping them, but keeping them in mind is not preventing it from ever happening, and it's not preventing the problem. But if I just let my entire family go out and 
protest and riot, it could happen to another one. And okay, then bam, I'm but down it's two. worth the change. Bam, three. Bam, I'm they're down se- four members. But that's their decision. It's their choice. It's their life, and they decide to do what they want to do with it. If they want to use their life to stand up for the lives of many other people, then they will. That's what this whole thing is about. It's showing, hey, look, this is wrong. This shouldn't be happening. I'm going to give up my life to make a change that should be right. Using that exact same ideology. Why people, as you said, were recording all around George Floyd when he was happening. But did a single person step up and pull the officers off of him? There were like three, four officers there. And? Regardless, the person was going to get tackled down. Okay, and? George Floyd probably still would have been alive. And besides, even if they get tackled down, you just like you said, this is my, this is what I believe. I'm going to stand up for it. If they believed truly that it was wrong, they should have stood up for it. But no, they decided to sit there, hit record. Well, see, the thing is, with certain situations and certain things, I'm going to start talking faster because there's only four minutes left. Well, two, three. <laughs> I almost choked. With certain things, sometimes the best thing you can do is record. Because, again, think about it like this, right? They go to court, and, oh, look, there's no evidence that this happening, okay? But if there's you see bruises. Pl- if you see plenty of other people recording, then you need to step up and say something. Like, let them record. You can walk up and say something. Pull one of the officers off. Actually, I think, based off the video that I saw, the person who was recording seemed like the only person who actually saw it. Because, again... There's a car on the left side, the officers are on the right side, and there's a bunch of people on the left side of the sidewalk just walking, you know, just walking by. So I don't think anyone really saw it because, you know, they weren't really... The thing that I'm trying to say but is... But you, hold on. Sometimes... Using your same ideology from earlier in this podcast, you said it was very audible for him to hear it. Even if they didn't see it, they would have heard a man screaming for help. They would have turned around and looked. That is true, but usually when you hear things like that, you see officers, you tend to mind your own business. Because, again, a lot of people are afraid of, you know, getting killed or shot or anything. Because like that video that I mentioned earlier, yesterday, actually, young man, all he was on a stop sign, and six, seven cops had his house with guns on him and all his other stuff. His family, one of his family members recording, and they're yelling, like, stop, please, stop, like, please, like, because they don't want to, you know, hurt, well, I mean, the grandma just hopped on in there. She was like, you don't need my grandbaby love. Exactly. The grandma literally is the literal depiction of what you were saying. This is what I believe. I'm going to fight for it. The other people could have easily just hopped out and started arguing with the officers just like the grandma did. But well, they I mean, didn't. We really can't speak for a short amount of um, people. You know, we can't speak for that small percentage who's not going to stand up and say anything. Unfortunately, those type of people exist, and there's really not much that we can do about it. But but then those are the same people who are going to be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, complaining about how they were at the riot and then everybody was getting shot. Yeah, unfortunately, there's dumb people like that. Fickle anyway, people are the ones ruining this world. Yes. It's not of any race. It's fickle. Let me say this one more time, very slowly. Fickle people. Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, we thank you all for joining us on Excuse this podcast. Excuse me, I was going to talk. Anyway, we're going to It's clo- our podcast. Anyway, <laughs> anyway we're going to close this um, with that final thought and statement. We might come back to finish it. Who knows? Um... Let us know your thoughts and opinions, if anyone's actually listening. 
And maybe we might see you next week. Who knows? We always have a lot to talk about. Thank you all for listening, and um, stay safe out there. Yes, this was Isaac Evans and Dasani Platt on Hot Controversy, and we will see you next week. Peace out. Bye.